Good morning, everyone. So um, we're here at Talking Clean in a Dirty World, and we have a podcast channel that uh, we drop a lot of different podcasts. We're actually in season seven right now. And uh, last week, uh, Rocky came on for the first time and had some interesting things to say about, uh, well, bidding contracts and running a business. So I want to play you a little bit of a clip from the podcast, and then gentlemen, we'll uh, see if we can talk about this. So let me hit the right buttons here and see if we can get Rocky to talk to us. To help them have a growing and more profitable business. And that's the word you were referring to, right? Profit. And, you know, profit is not a bad word. Without profit, you don't get to stay in business. Without cash flow, you really are in trouble. And that's a big part of what we work on for business owners is helping them to have clean books so they know what's going on in their business and they've got good cash flow. And because of that, then they get to enjoy the fruits of their labor. They get to enjoy running their business. And it's a lot more fun when you've got excess cash. Well, yeah. So there's a lot more to the podcast, obviously, folks, but I just kind of wanted to bring Rocky on here for a moment. Uh, you know, we were talking bidding contracts and profitability. He's got some unique takes on that. Did, gentlemen, did you guys have a chance to look at any of that uh, over the last week since it came out? But Rocky's right on, right? You got to have, you got to stay, you got to have, you got to have, be profitable to stay in business. So, um, there's, it's a good, uh, it's great to hear um, it, and uh, it's a good message. It's great for BSCs, I would think, for them to to hear it. Other janitors, buy houses, to hear it, all that kind of stuff. Anybody running any type of business, it's a good message. Clean books, it's a good deal. I was thinking about that also. I think the the profitability side of things right now is where the winners will win and losers will become abundant because. In this type of scenario, business-wise, if you are not profitable, you're not going to survive. I well, think look at banks. What, but banks, that's, the banks are failing because they can't. They're they're losing. They're, they're so unprofitable right from the the get start of what making bad decisions and bad choices, and it, it, and that goes all the way down to uh, anybody in business. I mean, even the littlest decision you make can can hurt your bottom line. But you know, in the past, we've always seen people just cutting prices to do different projects. I think that's got to go away. Uh, you know, a project has to be worth whatever the project's worth. And if you you have to be like we've always said in in any scenario, business wise, you got to be able to walk away. The art of the deal, Donald Trump used to say it. Art of the deal is be able to say I'm out of here, because when you walk away, whoever walks away first usually wins. If you don't get the business, you win because you're not taking on a business that you're going to lose money at. Go, oh, people want me today. Sorry. Um, Don, that's exactly something I talk about in the bidding classes. You know, not every contractor has to take every job just because the opportunity came up. That was one of the things that Rocky and I talked about. If you don't put profit first in the scenario, then you're probably not profitable and you don't have the cash flow. I like to look at the businesses that have succeeded. And I guarantee you, everyone has been in business for more than 20, 30 years. Their profit margins are fat because you don't stay in business unless you got good profit. Mm -hmm. You know, look at the, the, the in our business, 3M, 
uh, you know, the big names, Johnson and Johnson. You think they make very little profit? No. So take any big name company, Home Depot, Lowe's, all of them. Look at how they they structure their profit margin, and you'll you'll figure out what it's all about. And do people go there? Yeah, people are going to pay the price. Publix isn't cheap. Our local grocery store here in Florida, biggest one in Florida. They're not cheap. People love the place. Why? Because they give you a good product, and you're willing to pay a little extra for that good product, good service, nice people. You get greeted friendly, and they take your stuff to your car. It's well, high price doesn't always a high price and profit doesn't always go together, but there right. has to be profit in order for the business to be sustainable, and that's what we're looking at. And in the cleaning businesses, uh, this is why a lot of the businesses don't stay here, and why you see so many new ones coming in every year because they're not profitable to start with. They don't know how to set the business up that way. And I Our think man Javier took a he, he he took out. Of he's out. I think the BSCs especially have to look at that because I mean, look how many BSCs always want to just, they just take a job just to get started and they'll do whatever at whatever price. And eventually if they're smart, they have to get to a point where they go, I'm not, I'm, I can't accept this job. And you got to walk away. Let somebody else do it cheaper. Cause invariably the customer's going to get mad at the products that or they've just bought, you know, the service they've just purchased is not going to live up to their standards. So eventually that contract gets lost and somebody else comes along and does it right and it costs more. It's the natural nature of, of events that happens in business all the time. Yeah, well, and the other part too is it's not, profitability doesn't mean you're charging more all the time. No. Because right. if if we go back to what we, when we were speaking of uh, robotics or AI or, or just being able to purchase in a larger amounts and so you have lower costs, that's where you can drive profitability. Yeah. If you can get your labor, um, that's where Dave's classes are important. If there will be a C to get into there, because they may think it's an unprofitable job and not, not understand how this other person is doing it at that and staying in business. But the fact of the matter is it's profitable for that other person because they're utilizing different tools. And um, that's the kind of stuff that has to get uh, spoken about a lot um, to drive that. We don't do that a lot in facilities. We do it as a workloading type um, or to great... Um, uh, more uh, labor out of it, but not how it really affects the bottom line of in regards to for the PSC is where that focus really should be. Well, that's what we try to teach them all the time. That's what Dave works on all the time is teaching them efficiencies that are cost effective. And if yeah. they implement those efficiencies, they can get a better profit line. Well, it goes back to the hacks that I do every Monday afternoon at 2.30. You know, that's what these hacks are all about, is showing you those tips and little tricks that a lot of people aren't using. And back to what Bobby said, the profitability become comes from being able to run a business uh, right and knowing your numbers. And I think that's what Rocky was saying. If you don't know your numbers, you probably aren't profitable. You probably don't have the cash. You're probably not gonna be sustainable. Um, but I thought it was really interesting as it, he talks about this, he came up with some things that, you know, I had never heard before. Uh, have you ever heard about having five bank accounts whenever you first open up your business? <laughs> That's the recommendation. And it was very sound in some of the reasons for that. Now, I'm not saying that I've done that. I never did. Uh, but then again, you know, maybe this is what we should be doing these days uh, because he has one bank account, which is basically for profit. And that's where he puts the money 
And that's what he says you can stay out of. Maybe it would make a difference. It's kind of a Dave Ramsey school thought, isn't it? Put all the envelopes together and keep all your, your money separated. See, I figured he was going there. You you write a check at one bank to yourself from another bank, and then you got float for like five days over five different banks. That's where I was going with it. So I'm a little bit. Yeah, of course you would. I'm a nefarious. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, what I think about is that when you start up a new business, because I've done it several times, you're not cash rich. So no. putting money in banks, I mean, take some money to start up the account. And then if you have to write a big check and you got to pull money from four different accounts, that looks a little funny to your suppliers. Well, and, and the thing is he's talking about is he's saying, you know, you need to have one bank account, which is for your taxes. And that bank account stays for just taxes. You don't get yeah. it. You know, he's, he's, he's trying to do uh, uh, what they call it, QuickBooks managing with bank accounts. You know, it's just it's a matter of putting the money in a budget line items and then staying away from those line items. That's all. It, it, there's disciplines that have to be taken there. And majority of folks that start businesses never learn those disciplines. <laughs> I think, Don, you hit it right on the head. That's what he's basically talking about. We have to discipline ourselves as, as contractors to actually start our business that way. Whether you continue it that way long term, I haven't gotten into that with him. But, you know, we're talking about how does a new cleaning operation actually get started and be profitable in the first year? He said that's not something that you should have to wait for three years for. Well, I think a lot of them just built – they – they live on sweat equity. They think if they can do it all themselves, they can make a lot of money, and they don't. They're not. They're not having to spend a lot of money. They're not hiring a lot of folks. They, you know, they hire their friends, their family when they need them, and that's how most of them get started. Essentially, unless they've got enough, you know, a fat cow cash count, they can go hire folks. It's pretty much mom and pop. You know, the, the husband and wife start out as a team. They might have some kids. They throw them in there as well, and. Off they go in the cleaning business, or they got some friends to get together. Yeah, so let's do some cleaning. It, it's very groundswell type of, of business. Well, I was really hoping we'd have Javier with us, but he uh, pretty good. he lost his connection because I thought he might have something to say about this as a oh, here, Javier. Javier, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Javier, get your well, that, that's the internet technology for you folks, and we lost him. So, uh, uh, any parting words? Uh, as we uh, close out this session, guys. Cleaning Bobby. festival. Oh, cleaning festival. Cleaning festival. Go to Bobby's. Say it, Bobby. Cleaningfestival.com. It's not my cleaning festival. It's uh, all of ours, but it's uh, cleaningfestival.com. It's right there. Right there. Maybe we'll see you in Ocala, folks. Uh, that is April the 6th. It's free to attend. Cleaningfestival.com. I got it right that time, Bobby. There you go.